Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We have a wonderful, wonderful show in store for you with a great guest on the phone today, which all of you listeners on the Facebook live stream, you know what that means. You get to see my pretty face all hour long since she's not in studio with me. See, I always like having my guests in studio because then I don't have to have the camera on me all the time. Um, ooh, and my Facebook live stream is giving me a little bit of a hassle here. Come on, reconnect. There we go. Um, so, of course, let's start off. Ah, uh, technical issues are abounding today. Um, and so let's get started with our quotes of the day from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First from the universe in the beginning, long before there were even beaches to walk along clouds to float upon or stars to wish on. I dreamed of you and your happiness. And everything that has ever been added since was to that end. Tell me you've noticed the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Being a little uh, playful with us today. Reminding us that, uh, you know, th that this is all here for our happiness. And, um, you know, we, I think we often forget that. Hmm. And uh, and that, you know, it's it's sometimes it's about noticing, uh, noticing exactly that things are put here for our happiness, that they're not put here as trials and tribulations, that things are not here to give us a hard time. Um, but ultimately, it's for joy. So a very nice, joyful quote from the universe for us today. Let's see what Abraham has in store. If we were giving one encouragement to parents, it would be to deliberately choose your emotional disc, your alignment with who you really are, and then talk and then talk to your kids. Don't let the subject at hand be the reason for choosing your emotional disc. Don't let the fact that they have misbehaved or disobeyed be the reason that you feel the way you do. Abraham. Hmm. All right. Talking about sort of the parent-child relationship today, but very much in alignment with that first quote about how everything here in the universe is here for our happiness. And, and it's Abraham is encouraging parents that before you talk to your child, for whatever reason, did they misbehave? Did they get good grades in school? Are you concerned about one of their friends? Did they not clean up their room? Whatever it happens to be, don't let that reason dictate your emotional state. Consciously, deliberately choose what you want your emotional state to be before you talk to your kids. Personally, I think this is good advice, no matter who you're talking to, but I can uh, see why, in particular, it might be useful uh, for parents who have children. Um, let's face it. Uh, you know, our kids, uh, 
they pick up on our behaviors and how we act, how we talk. You know, lots of times we all kind of feel like, listen, do what I say, not what I do. It doesn't work with children. They model our behavior. They they listen to how we talk, our intonations. You know, these things get passed down generation to generation. So the more deliberate, the more conscious, the more aware we are when we talk to children the more they will be aware, conscious, and deliberate. And also, this way, when they do something, they don't have to feel like, oh my God, my parent hates me. Look at the way they're yelling at me. Oh, they really are. Um, I really must have done something completely terribly awful. I'm such a horrible kid. And we want to avoid that self-judgment, that self-criticism, because it's so easy for us. It's so easy for to, to make sort of this meaning that we've done something wrong, that we're, we're, there's something wrong with us. It's so easy to make that meaning in today's society that we don't want to give our children any extra reasons to feel that way. So it's the kind of... Uh, basically, it, it you want to do it for a couple of reasons, right? First, you always want to choose your emotional state, your emotional stance, just for yourself, because it's going to make you feel better when you do it. It, it. it empowers you, as opposed to giving up your power to um, these little creatures running around we call children, Um Oh, thank you for all the hearts, Cole Hansen. A pleasure to have you listening today. So that's the first thing. First is for our own, um, for our own emotional state, for our own happiness, for our own pleasure. And then the second reason is for how the child is going to respond to what they do, for what we're about to say. So if now look, kids know when they've done something wrong. It's no secret. They, uh, do they test limits? Sure, they test limits. You know, do they push boundaries. Sure, they push boundaries. But let me ask you, what's going to have a greater impact on them? If you come into the room yelling and screaming because they broke something, or you come in with a soft voice, and you start with, look. No matter what you do, I will always love you. You're my child. However, you know that thing you broke that was very important to me. It was very important, you know, to your mom, to your dad. And it really hurt them a lot. Which do you think will have a stronger impact in a positive way upon the child? Right. Yelling and screaming. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, my parents were yelling and screaming. It was very easy for me to shut that off, tune it out and like go in my room, close my door, run out, you know, whatever I could do to get away from it. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to, you know, deal with it. But when someone sits down with me and very calmly expresses themselves and lets me know how what I did affected them, oh, then it's like, you know, my heart is in the pit of my stomach and I just feel awful for what I did in such a way that it actually encourages me never to repeat that behavior. Much, much more so than, uh, uh, you know, yelling or punishment or anything else like that. 
You know, again, you know, everyone's different. Every child is an individual. Uh, I I always was sort of the very rebellious kind of child. If if you told me go right, I went left. If you told me to shut up, I would talk. If you told me to talk, I would be keep quiet. That's just me. Yet somehow, I do feel that there is a bit of that in all children, and that the more we the more we empathize and especially the more we treat our children in an adult manner and not as children, the more they are going to respond in an adult manner. I remember a wonderful instance of this. I had a a dear friend from college who I hadn't seen for a few years and she had a a, a little girl and and we hadn't gotten for a while while, uh, together for a while and I had a little party and, you know, a bunch of friends came over and she brought her daughter who I think at the time was maybe two or or two and a half at most, maybe even less. And I was amazed at at like just the way this child acted she was literally like a little adult and and i mean not that she wasn't playful not that she wasn't happy but there was a certain maturity in this tiny body and and i was like wow how did you do that and she says i just talk to her like she's an adult and then throughout the afternoon i like kind of watched the way she talked to her and she didn't talk to her in baby language she didn't like goo goo her she didn't like uh, you know use uh, uh, baby words or anything she talked to her lovingly at times seriously at times using complicated words and and just treating her like she was a miniature adult and that's the way she responded. It was amazing to watch. And it was obviously this wasn't a show she was just putting on for us. This is the way she treated her child every single day. And it really stuck to me ever since then. And I really realized that old adage that the more maturely you treat somebody, the more maturely they will act. So when you're ready to go and talk and, and, and confront your children about something, anything... Again, take a step back, make sure it feels good and feels right for you, and, and see what kind of reaction you get when you do come to them with this sense of not anger, not resentment, not disappointment, but love. And willingness to be open and vulnerable and let them know how what they did made you feel. And see if after that interaction, if that does not bring you more happiness. Because as the universe, the prior quote said, right? Everything in this universe is here for our happiness. So let's remember that. Let's bring that with us throughout our day, um, throughout the today, Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, the weekend, next week. Let's bring that throughout our lives. So two wonderful, wonderful quotes from the universe and from Abraham. I hope you have enjoyed them. Well, it's time for us to take our first break. So I'm actually going to go to break before introducing my guest. And uh, everybody, hold on. We'll be right back after these messages. And when we come back, I'll introduce our guest, Sarah Walton. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. 
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. want to connect with are you an entrepreneur or entrepreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show follow me friday, friday with joan and priya tune in every friday at noon eastern on talkradio.nyc we're, we're your digital, digital connectors, connectors. Woo <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Um, it is my pleasure now to introduce to you Sarah Walton. Sarah Walton is the founder of the Money Mindset Course, an interactive course designed to transform your, our relationship to money, the When I Grow Up program for entrepreneurs and about-to-be entrepreneurs, and Better Way Moms, an online magazine for moms. Before leaving corporate America to support other women full-time, Sarah spent her 15-year career navigating the corporate world where she managed a, a profit and loss worth hundreds of millions of dollars. She's worked closely with Marianne Williamson. Ooh, I'm definitely going to ask her about that. Uh, mentored dozens of women and balanced motherhood at the same time. See, the quotes are so apropos for our guests. As her career progressed, she was frequently the only woman in the room as the executive team and made decisions for customers, product development, financial projections, company direction, and company culture. So this woman is no slouch, okay? We, we have good guests here on the contract. Consultant Hour. And lastly, Sarah is a regular contributor for the Huffington Post. Thank you, Sarah, for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the Conscious Consultant Hour. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm sorry I'm not in the studio with you. That would have been so much fun. Oh, yes, yes, it would. It would. <laughs> um, so tell me, did, did, could you relate to our quotes of the day today? Oh, absolutely. And I think I loved what you said um, about how it's not just about talking to children that way, mm -hmm. but it's about centering ourselves and keeping our emotions in check for us before we interact with anybody. And I think I've really learned that the more I've studied negotiations, the more I've studied business, and the more I've studied how people can grow their businesses and strengthen their family relationships at the same time. If you haven't taken care of your, your own emotions, um, you certainly can't help anybody else navigate theirs. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And, and it's like if we're not really conscious of what we're feeling emotionally, then we kind of show up in these situations and it can be a mess. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's quite dangerous, actually. I think that some yeah. people do the most damage. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm curious, Sarah, just as a, as a little bit of background, how did you go from being this, you know, 15-year corporate, you know, professional to deciding to, to go out and, like, work with entrepreneurs and individuals and really help people sort of in this more mindset and more entrepreneurial way? It wasn't easy. I won't, I'm not going to pretend like it's like, I feel like our news feeds on Facebook are filled with what I call entrepreneurial porn, right? It's yeah. just like, be an entrepreneur. Everything's great. Be an entrepreneur. Make $7 million in 20 minutes. Like, all that stuff that shows up is just baloney. Right. It's really difficult. It's really hard. And I think, um, you know, it happened for me over time. I watched other people do it. I watched what was happening. And I had this beautiful team inside corporate America. I had you know, the glass office. I hired pregnant women wherever I could to give them flexible schedules, but I wasn't happy. And I think over time in watching other people launch businesses, and I think Jessica Alba had just launched her Honest Company, and I was watching things like this happen, and I just kept feeling this is not what my life is for. While I'm helping other people and I'm helping my family financially, this is not why I'm here, and it just kept coming to me, and I didn't know what to do which is kind of why I created the When I Grow Up consulting program because I sat there going, what am I going to do when I grow up? But I'm a grown-up, but I don't feel grown up. But how do I deal with this and what am I going to do? And I, I'm really happy that you started today's um, show with those quotes because I think a lot of times while we can be generous with other people, we can be generous with our children, we can work at, at being loving and guiding towards other people, we don't always give ourselves that same attention and we don't give ourselves that same bandwidth. Yeah. And um, I think that's incredibly damaging to us. So in, in slowly leaving, it was about asking these questions to other women. Are you going through this? Is this what this is like for you? What's happening here? What's happening there? And very slowly, people started to coming to me and saying, you know, will you help me do this? Um, and I was able to take all those years in business and working through financial projections and looking at where the rubber meets the road, along with all my work with Marianne Williamson and all my work inside The Secret and all my work inside Manifestation mm -hmm. and marrying those two views into a solid real-world plan for other people based on what they wanted to create. Wow, wow, beautiful. I'm just curious, was there one specific incident or something that, like, was the straw that broke the camel's back that made you say, okay, that's it, I'm out of here? Or, or was it really just a smooth uh, progression that, like, once you felt like, okay, like, things are solid enough on the side, I can now leave the corporate world? More the latter. It's very slow. Okay. Um, the actual phone call when I finally was like, "That's it. I've got to go." Like mm -hmm. that actual, <laughs> that actual, that happened in a split moment. Um, mm -hmm. My chest had been tight for weeks, and I wasn't feeling well, and I wasn't sleeping through the night. And I just knew if I didn't cut the cord, I never would. So the actual moment in which I quit, when I mm -hmm. called my boss and said, "Listen, I'm, I, I can't do this anymore. Let's work out how much you need for me and what we need to do." Mm -hmm. um, that was in a split second. That was in a moment of, I literally cannot do this one more day. And the mm. second I hung up the phone, I felt like I'd lost 50 pounds. It was amazing. Wow. But the work up to that had to happen, right? I was right. very good at my job. I made sure that they trusted me. I made sure I had the, the time I needed to see people on the side to launch Better Way Moms, to do everything I wanted to do while still having complete integrity inside that job. And I think doing it slowly that way is what allowed that split second when the moment arrived i was ready um and that took months to prepare for but the actual decision the, the actual moment was um in a split second 
Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, cool. So I'm just curious, how did you get to work with Marianne Williamson? <laughs> that was actually really fun. That was at a startup. I'd been a fan of hers for years, uh-huh. um, and it was a little startup called iAmplify in the city, and um, in New York City, and... Um, we had this thought. It was just as as podcasts were coming out, and iTunes had just launched, and people were walking around with those rather large, clunky <laughs> iPods right. and not knowing how to use them, and it was this crazy, <laughs> wild west kind of time. And the founder of the company had been friends with Marianne Williamson for years, and he said, I've got an idea. She's got years and years and years of radio shows. Why don't we put those together in an online subscription package? I said, that's a great idea. So he called her, and we met, and we spent months putting that together and planning it, and I got to spend time with her in the recording studio working on her meditations together and kind of crafting those and really getting a behind-the-scenes look at what a life I would end up sort of living years later would look like and how she did that and how she crafted it and how careful she was. Um and where she she was so honest about how it was hard to walk the talk sometimes, and it yeah. was really it was really a great experience. Great, great, great. So, what what would you say is just to, before we move on? Like, what's the one thing that you got out of Marianne that w- was most impactful for you? Mm, that's a good question. I think as a woman, um, I had just gotten married and I was pregnant with my first child when we were really wrapping up our work together. Okay. And I think what I was struck by is she did things the way she wanted them done, the way she felt they should be done, and she never backed down from that. And I wasn't taught that. As a woman, especially the way I was raised in the culture, I was raised in that's not what women did. And I think seeing her do that as a single mom and just fighting for what she knew to be the right message, what she knew to be full of integrity, what she wanted to tell people, the message she wanted to get out there. You know, I was on those those back-end conversations in marketing and in sales, and how is she going to make that work, and is that going to be enough for next year? And I mean, looking at that and watching the rubber hit the road between spirituality and and career. Um, and so watching her fight like that as a woman, I think, was really inspiring to me personally. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Just just as a role model, right? Like just mm-hmm. seeing her do it. And and I tell you, I was I was so thrilled when I heard she was running for a congressional seat in California. <laughs> I was so disappointed when she didn't get it. Um, and, and I saw her just in the uh, first time I saw her in person just last year. She was, uh, she was doing a, a book tour and, and her and another woman were up here in a Barnes and Nobles on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And so I was just coming into the Barnes and Noble and and uh, I'd like go on the escalator, go up to the second floor, and she's like right next to me, and I'm like, oh, hi, Marianne, <laughs> and like I talk to her for a minute, and and she's like, do you know, I don't know where I'm going, do you know where it is? I go, yeah, it's usually up here, and we got off, and I like walked her over to like where all the seating was and everything, so it was kind of a cool moment just to connect with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's very approachable that way. She's very honest. She's very real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really surprised me. Um, okay, great. So let's talk about entrepreneurship a little bit. You know, they uh, have you have you heard the definition of an entrepreneur? It's somebody who is wants to uh, will work eighty hours for themselves instead of forty hours for somebody else. Yes. <laughs> so, so you have a, a, a sort of a particular focus on sort of women and mom entrepreneurs. What would you say is just kind of different about working with women entrepreneurs as opposed to you know men entrepreneurs? 
That's a really good question. I think there's a there's a lot of things. Um, you know, first and foremost, I, I launched the Money Mindset course after working with women like this mm-hmm. um, and really understanding how we have such a different relationship to money than men do. And I, I work a lot on that. I don't have to work. I have a few male clients who um, usually get referred to me by their wives or sisters, um, and I love working with men. I always have. I, you know, being in the tech world, I've always worked with men, and I had five brothers growing up, and, I mean, I'm really comfortable with men. I enjoy working with them a lot. And I think what's different um, about women, like I said, is our relationship to money. And I think Sheryl Sandberg said this in her book, Lean In, which I have a love-hate relationship with. But she said uh, something really interesting, which is, you know, um, if there's a job description out there, and let's say there's 10 bullet points of what the, the skills that the, that the candidate would need to, to have, if there are one or two that a man has out of the 10, he'll apply for the job. If the woman has eight or nine, she won't apply for the job because she doesn't have all 10. And I think that that applies in entrepreneurship as well. Women are are a little bit, we tend to be a little bit more nervous about launching things and about getting things out there. And I don't know enough and I've got to study this and I've got to get that degree and I need one more certification. And this constant um, drive to make ourselves finally feel qualified. Um, And men don't have that. They trust themselves to learn on the fly. They'll be like, look, I'm smart. I'll figure this out. This is what I want to do. Let's go. And it's kind of like, you know, that old adage, let's let's, um, build the airplane as we're falling out of the building. I think men tend to have (laughs) kind of more of that attitude and women... Women don't, um, which is, is, is interesting because it actually, I think, is one of the things that makes us so great at entrepreneurship is thinking things through and really looking at it from all angles. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of tailoring that to be useful but not prohibitive and that, you know, perfection is the death of many ideas and being yeah. able to launch when things aren't perfect or to be able to, to start the idea before every single detail has been laid out and is prepared, uh, trusting ourselves a little bit more. I think that's the biggest difference. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, your yeah. short question. Yeah, no, no, I get it. It's basically, it's it's sort of a self-confidence kind of a difference. Um, I, I'm just curious, we only got a couple of minutes before our break, but why do you think it is that women don't have as much kind of confidence when it comes to, to entrepreneurship than men? I mean, is it just the way they're raised? Is it, is, is it you know, something uh, societal? I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's an easy answer to say that, but I do think so. I mean, if we look even at what, what do we say to little girls? We say, oh, you're so pretty. Right. Oh, you look so nice. Oh, that's great. Rarely is the conversation, what was the last book you read? Uh, um, you know, how much do you like math? What do you think about fractions? Those sorts of things. It's not, it's, it's just directed differently. And I think the more I've studied money as well, because I think they're very connected. Right. Um, it's, it's a different conversation. Um, we're, we're taught almost through osmosis. I'm not saying there's a big bat out there and someone who's making this right. happen. I think right. it's just sort of unconsciously passed along. But this um, idea that, oh, don't worry, we'll take care of it for you. Mm. Um, and little boys don't hear that. They right. hear, get up and go do it. Right. They don't hear, oh, it's okay, come here, I'll, I'll take care of you, don't worry about it. Yeah. And, and I think that carries through. I mean, I work with incredibly powerful women. I mean, some of my clients are still in, in corporate America, and they're unbelievable, and they're making a ridiculous amount of money, and they're doing a fabulous job. And I say, great, what happens to your finances at home? And they go, oh, I don't know, my husband does it. Mm, and I wow. think you just see that lack of congruency um, between what women are actually capable of doing and what we believe we're capable of doing. And I think it does start very young. It starts with the don't worry about what you know, worry about how you look, you know, worry about how other people perceive you. Um, And that, that 
erodes away self-confidence, right? Because what's internal and what you know and how you can perform aren't quite as important as, as you know, some of those cutesy outward things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great, great, wonderful. Okay, uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, I want to uh, talk a little bit more about, you know, what, what do women entrepreneurs need to know and, and what will help them. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Sarah Walton, founder of the Money Mindset Course. And we will be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with uh, entrepreneurial coach and mentor, Sarah Walton. Um, so, Sarah, we, we, we talked a little bit kind of last segment about sort of the differences between men and women and, and sort of what has a tendency to hold women entrepreneurs back. What are some of the advantages that women entrepreneurs had? I mean, it can't be all bad, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. In fact, I think women have such a natural tendency towards business, Mm. and that stems from our ridiculous ability to multitask. Right. You know, I love that old meme. It's like, what what is it like to be inside the woman's head? And it's the equivalent of having fifteen tabs open in your browser at all times. And I think that is (laughs) such a strength that we have and our ability to connect and our ability to create relationships and our ability to think things through um, and to be really detail-oriented and see all aspects of what we produce. I think that is such a strength in business and specifically in entrepreneurship when so much of the incoming revenue is dependent upon relationships. Um, You know, yes, there are the the entrepreneurial porn ads that I call them in Facebook and there are those, you know, all those multi-level marketing um, companies that are so great for women, again, because of the relationships. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, 
people, entrepreneurs aren't going to make their money through those Facebook ads, and they're not going to make their money by, you know, somebody that they don't know all the way across the country. They're going to start with the people in their immediate circle, and then their circle, and then their circle, and from there it naturally grows. And that kind of strength inside of a new business is invaluable because it's built on trust and it's built on um a real personal connection. And I think right now specifically, given what's going on in society at large, you know, there's a, I keep saying this over and over, um, but there's a massive collapse of faith in institution right now, oh, in yeah. all institutions. You yeah, know, we, absolutely. I think first and foremost, foremost right now is the political system, but there's also <laughs> banks, you know, there's the mortgage companies people don't trust anymore. People don't trust food companies anymore. Yeah. And, and these large brands that we've come to think of as, you know, staples are starting to kind of fall away a little bit and they're being replaced by these small mom and pop stores, which are usually mostly founded by women these days. Mm. Um, entrepreneurial rates for women to men are, it's, it's very, very skewed towards women. Oh. And I think the reason that's succeeding is that as we lose faith in these larger institutions and we start to say, who do we trust? Where do we turn? Women are standing up and saying, you come right here. I'm the one who's here. And we stand up and we're kind of filling that void for people in our mm. local communities. So I think that strength of relationship and connection at a time when people are feeling so disconnected and so disoriented is invaluable. And I think it will continue to grow. And I think that it will be a large part of, of economic uh, growth inside of the country. Yeah, absolutely. Over the next several years, right? I mean, uh, Seth Godin has kind of labeled this the connection economy, right? So yeah. Who, who's better at connecting than women? That's right. Yeah. Uh, what do you think are are some of the like really simple, easy mistakes that most entrepreneurs make when they get started that are like easy to avoid? Oh, I love that question. Um, one of my favorite books is called The Lean Startup. Um, and if yeah. Yeah, if people are thinking of starting their own business, I, I definitely would recommend that book. And what I love about it is you try out the case studies before you go spend thousands of dollars on a website and a logo and design and a photo shoot and all the things that everybody thinks they have to have. <laughs> I think making right. sure you have what's called a minimal viable product, right. MVP. Yep. I love that, right? Yep. So you have to have that minimal, like what's... How can you test it out? What do people want from you? Who of your friends can you call? I mean, I, I've done that so many times. I've done product testing with, you know, my neighborhood. Like, uh, what can you do to spend very, very little money right. and make sure that this is something that people want? And that is just borderline free. Um, you'll learn more than anything. Any other any other testing you can you can try is when you actually ask people who know you and who are going to be honest and who care about your success. And I think the mistake that people make is just going out there guns a blazing, you know, right. pouring all that money in without knowing whether or not it's something that people actually want, whether it's a right. service or a product. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like uh, you know we have a tendency to think, oh, I came up with this great idea, everyone's going to love it, but then we don't bother to go out and ask, like, would you be interested in buying something for this? Like, yeah. how much would you actually <laughs> pay for this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and how much would you pay for and it? How and much? that's yes. the other thing. Yes, absolutely. Knowing knowing the market and and knowing what's shifting and changing, like you said before, like some of these big names, like some some of the ways that business has been done for decades uh, are starting to change now. Right? They say right that the largest car uh, car service in the world, Uber, owns no cars. Right? The the largest. Uh, um, 
um, resort hotel company in the world owns no property, Airbnb. So, like, the way we even thinking about things, we need to be a little more aware and a little more creative because the same old ways of doing things just aren't working anymore. That's correct. And I think it's the people who adapt to that and understand that are going to do the best. And at the same time, I think what goes hand in hand in that is stellar service and real right. connection. Right. And and I think that um, if you're trying to launch something and you aren't putting in the work to have that, if you haven't figured out what what why you're doing this, if you haven't figured out not just what problem you're solving, but why that problem is important to you, um, you're not going to get very far just because people are tired of connecting with Facebook ads or with no-name right. brands. They want right. a human being. And right. if you're not willing to put yourself out there as the human being that is the face of the company, it's very difficult. So it is very, very different from the old-school way of just build up your company and sell it. No one has right. to know who you are. Right. That may still work in some instances, but it is getting much, much more difficult and it's much more rare. This kind of touches upon, I guess, the next topic I want to ask you about, which is authenticity. How important mm-hmm. these days is authenticity in your business? It's it's everything, I think. Um, you know, and in my business, one of the things I'm, I mean, I'm, I just hate the guru business. I just can't stand it. This idea that, oh, if you just do what I tell you to do, everything's going to be perfect. Uh, I'm the best. Uh, I don't have any problems. Like that sort of phony weirdness. If you're alive, you have a problem. Right. Like if you're if you're breathing, you're struggling right. with something, and oh, my God, if you're not, I'm afraid of you. Like it's, it's this <laughs> idea that I think we're shedding this idea that anyone has all the answers, any one person has all the answers, yeah. or any one brand has all the answers. Um, it's just not possible. We're multifaceted, and there's a lot of going on and I think the more that we share that the more people want to be around us Um, and that means by buying our product or service as well because it brings us into their home it brings us into their life and if they feel like they can relate to us and understand us or more importantly we understand them I think I think it's just absolutely critical the the BS radars are on full alert we all know it when we see it we're all tired of it and we just want to be with other people who are great to be with and you know i might have some information or things i've studied that help you and you probably have things that you've studied and information and lessons you've learned that you can share with me it doesn't go just one way um and i think the more aware people are of that the more people take the time to even understand their own motives in launching a business um the, the more successful the business will be. And, and it's okay to show that you make mistakes, right? It's okay to show that you're a human being, that not everything is perfect, and, like, you know, sometimes we make bad decisions, and then we learn from mm-hmm. it, and we move forward. Whereas in the past, it was like you had to be picture perfect and totally, you know, had this polish or veneer around you that made you seem almost unreal. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, and that doesn't work anymore. Right. That's gone the way with fake food. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in corporations that take too much from people, you know, I mean, it's just gone. It's just gone. People don't buy it anymore. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's really interesting to just kind of see the transition and the shifting that we're in the middle of. Um, I'm, I'm curious just uh, when you talk about when I grow up program, because, you know, I, I used to say that quite a bit. Like, what do you want to do when you grow up, uh, you know, as an adult? And then one time I was actually, I think, uh, I was having a lunch with a woman and I said that to her and she's like, well, I'm already grown up, but I think I would like, you know, this or that. And she like took me so seriously. And I was like, oh, I better be careful who I say this to from now on. Do, do, do you ever get any kind of pushback on that? 
No, I don't. Oh, I good, think good. because even though she pushed back on your question, she had an answer for it, right? Yeah, I think it's yeah. um, it's a universal feeling. Like, yeah. you know, someday I'm going to have this figured out. And I think what I do when I work with people one-on-one inside that program is the idea that, you know, you actually just want to hug that feeling because mm-hmm. it's never going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Um, that's part of being alive is is this is this constant desire for growth and i i talk a lot inside the program about you know i believe there are three toxic myths that we all have to deal with we're just born into in, in society and number two happens to be more is better uh, and yes. that's just a myth it's not yeah. true but we buy into it and it's this yeah. constant nagging angst that that can provide and it's vicious right. because no matter how well you do no matter how much you do there's this yeah but more is better right. and it's right. like oh i just made my first Ten million dollar deal. Yeah, that's great. I made fifteen. What are you gonna do? It's like this yeah. constant <laughs> right. angst that we live with. And 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 what do you want to do when you grow up is like this hidden fear slash conversation we all have going on. Mm. Well, when I finally figure it out, you know what I'm really gonna do? Then yeah. I'm really gonna lie. Then my <laughs> then my radio program could be huge. When I really figure it out, yeah. then my practice is gonna be huge. When yeah. I really feel it out my product will be then then I'll be in Whole Foods. But right. see what happens is then when we get there it's like, yeah, but you know, you're really not that good because so and so's in the entire region of Whole Foods. You're just <laughs> in one store. So it's just this constant thing. Right. So just what I like to do inside the yeah. program is I named it that way because it calls to the people who are ready to deal with the answer to the question, which is what do you want to do when you grow up? Um, And then inside the work, we really dive into the fact that today's all you have and you are grown up as a matter of fact. And what are you really striving for? You already have everything you need. The idea that more than what you have right now is better is a myth. So if we can look at that and deal with that, what do you actually really want to do? And that causes a whole separate conversation to happen. And that's usually where they figure out what what kind of business they really do want to start and what people really do come to them for and who they really want to be for other people. And that creating it out of that space instead of the more is better space, it it just creates a much more authentic, long-lasting business in the long run. Right, right. Instead of comparing ourselves to other people, it's more about comparing ourselves to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Believe it or not, it's time for us to go to our last commercial break um, <laughs> when we go you know time flies when i have such great guests uh when we come back let's talk about you know let, let's do a little gazing in the crystal ball and, and see if you have any predictions for the future of where things are going to help our audience okay love it okay great sarah hold on everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity my guest this hour has been sarah walton and we will be right back You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. Hello, this is Mark Torres. 
and Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano. And listen to our show, It Came From The Radio, right here on talkradio.nyc, every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we talk about entertainment, movies, comic books, and other news. So make sure you check us out. That's right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Wednesday, talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Sarah Walton, founder of the Money Mindset course, the When I Grow Up program, and Better Way Moms, online magazine for moms. So, Sarah, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about kind of the changing landscape and, and sort of how entrepreneurs today need to be different than the entrepreneurs of yesterday. What about the entrepreneurs of tomorrow? <laughs> I think the successful entrepreneurs of tomorrow are the ones who are going to listen to um, what they really want, mm. which sounds so basic, um, yeah. and I don't mean that to sound, you know, cliched, but, but because there is so much noise, because we're get, you know, our attention is just yanked at constantly by social media, by the 24-hour news cycles, by friends, by pop culture, um, it, it is going to be the people who are rigorous with their time and who are rigorous with their own thoughts and emotions and understanding them and understanding how they fit inside of their local communities and their families and inside societal structures. It's those people, it's those entrepreneurs who take the time to sit back and look who are going to be successful because they're not just looking at how to make a quick buck. Sure, the money's great, all that's wonderful, but it's about adding a perspective and I hate the word value because it's overused, but I can't yeah. think of another one right now, but it's about adding a value that actually matters. Right. It's not about adding a value that adds to the more is better mess, right? It's not about right. that. It's like right. everybody has enough stuff. Right. We yeah. need stuff. I think it's entrepreneurs and businesses that create experience. Like the two that you just mentioned, right? Airbnb and Uber, they've created an experience without having any inventory. Right. And I think it's that sort of understanding that human time and human connection and human energy is valuable. And it's the ideas and the companies and the people that understand that and offer something to enhance that. Those are the ones that are going to succeed, but they cannot do that. If money is the main focus, and I really believe that, it will end up falling flat because I, I have come, the more I study this and the more time I spend in this space, the more clear I am that business growth is personal growth and vice versa. Right. You can, it's, right. you can make a bazillion dollars and lose it because right. you cannot, you cannot 
handle it. You can't, you don't have the capacity to hold it. It's why people who win the lottery very rarely will keep it. There's even like sites on the, on the lottery site, there's links to financial planners to help people in case you win, you know, here's how you, they can't do it. And it's because no work was done up until that point to, to be able to, to hold that much energy and that much, and that much control and that much power. If it's not matched by the human being who's, who is supposed to um, direct it and control it and understand it, it will go away. Um, so I think, you know, back to your question, I know I always answer, I always answer questions in the longest <laughs> way possible, but the idea is that it's those who understand the importance of human time, human connection, and human emotion, and adding value to those things inside humanity for the sake of adding the value. Those will be the companies that take off, and those will be the new entrepreneurial ideas that, that stick and, and uh, will be successful. You know, one thing in, in listening to you talk last time in this segment that kind of comes to mind to me, and this is a sort of a question I've been having myself lately, is, you know, this whole idea of productivity and that, you know, we need to be as productive as possible and stuff. I kind of feel like, it, 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 again, it, it's the more, uh, the more is better syndrome that actually it's not always necessarily about being, uh, you know, on... Uh, superficially the most productive I'm air quoting uh, most productive because you know sometimes being the most productive is working lots of hours and and not getting enough rest and not taking care of yourself and then and then like you lose your health and and yeah you may have launched this uh, you know product uh, by a certain you know subjective deadline but the price that you've paid in your relationships and your health and in in your family you know can be pretty severe and that maybe we need to focus not so much on productivity, but on on balance and self-care and sort of being in harmony with the way things are, not trying to kill ourselves to get something done all the time. Yeah, I think I think that's absolutely critical. And I think Ariana Huffington is really leading the charge on that one with her yeah. book about sleep. You yes. know, I don't know if you've read that or heard about it, but it opens up with her waking up in a pool of blood because she was so exhausted she'd fainted and cracked her head on the desk. Mm. I mean, that's and that is not a life, right? right? And I think I think you know that we joke around about entrepreneurs who work eighty hours for themselves, and I don't think that that works either. Yes. Um, yes, I agree. Is it necessary? Sometimes you bet. Sometimes there's ups and downs, right? That, right. that happens in anything. If you work right. in corporate, you know, you might be launching something or doing something and there's ups and downs as long as you manage them as ups and downs and don't expect yourself to sustain that sort of, right. of energy output. It's not, um, it's not sustainable and it's not smart. It's, you know, I tell everybody that works with me, we work on health, we work on diet, we work on sleep, and not like I'm a nutritionist, not like that, but what are you doing to take care of yourself? Because right. it's like it's like driving your car across country and not putting gas in or changing the oil. You're not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> I don't right. care what kind of makes of the car is. I don't care what you think you're doing. You're not going to make it to your goal because you're not taking care of the vehicle that's getting you there. Um, and our bodies are like that. Right. And the other piece to that, I think, is both spiritual, whatever a person's spiritual beliefs are, and, and um, mental and emotional. That creating a product and creating launches and these arbitrary dates, we all, we all do it. Um, that that it, when you do that from a state of lack and a state of panic and a state of force um, and determination, right, all those things are healthy in, in small doses but not to live that way. And I think there's there's um, an understanding of how important it is to allow ourselves to replenish 
um, and breathe and to step away, even if you schedule it in. I am a fan of that, right. and I understand right. people feel this enormous amount of, of pressure and that time is fleeting because it is, and it is the one resource we don't get back. But if it's a resource you've spent frantically staring at a computer screen and yelling at people and pounding on things and not sleeping, who cares? Right. Yeah. You know, it kind of one of the conversations that I've had so much with my own coaching clients over the last couple of years is all about self-care. And it just amazes me how like 10 years ago, I never heard anybody even mention the word self-care. And then like three, four, five years ago, it started coming into the conversation in general a little bit. And now it's like I hear people talking about self-care all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we needed it. It was a conversation right. that we needed as a people, right. and so we're having it. You know, these right. things come out of need, and I think we just needed to, to take some time to recognize that that's not living either. Right. You know, being poor and not taking care of yourself and slaving away at a, at a job you hate is not right. a life, but right. neither is running around to the point that you've destroyed your health and your relationships. Right. Um, that's not a life either. And so there is something in between where you can take back the control and you you start a job or, or a business that you love, um, and that you work on, but you've got to be rigorous with yourself and setting up boundaries. And I'm a big believer in that. That's yes. a skill. Yes. It's a skill to know Absolutely. when to walk away from the computer. It's a skill to listen when your kids are talking to you and you have your phone in your hands and you're not looking at them. Right. It's a skill. It's a yeah. discipline, and it's needed. And if you're going to be successful, I, I really believe you know, quite strongly that you must develop that skill. Absolutely. Well, we're almost at the end of the show. Just real, real quickly, what's next for Sarah Walton and how do people find out about you? Um, You can find out about me by going to sarahwalton.com and that's Sarah with an H and Walton like the family on TV if you're old or Walton like the Walmart (laughs) family if you're young. So it goes either way, but sarahwalton.com is where you'll find me. Um, and I'm working on some new projects for the fall. I have some new courses coming out about emotions and business oh. and how important they are that we listen to them and, and fuel them. Mm-hmm. I'm also speaking around the country a lot this year. So um, you can always Wonderful. check my website for postings about cities where I will be. And you can come hear me speak and meet me in person. I would love that. Wonderful. Wonderful. And if you ever want to do, you know, a radio show on Talking Alternative, you got to let us know. You got it. You got it. Thank you so much, Sam. You'd be a wonderful, you'd you'd fit right in with our crew here. (laughs) So so if anybody wants to find her again, you find her at sarahwalton.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-W-A-L-T-O-N.com. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the Conscious Consultant Now It's been a pleasure having you. Always love meeting like-minded, like-hearted entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, It's been great. It's been great. Thank you. And so uh, I just want to let people know that uh, we have, you know, more great shows coming up tomorrow. Uh, We have uh, Joe Bondi kicking off the hour within the No 420. Actually, this week there is the World Cannabis Expo at the Javits Center. Uh, We're trying to arrange. We may have him on the floor of the expo calling in to do his show, interviewing people on the floor. So that'll be a a really interesting show. Um, uh, And then followed by Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Uh, They're actually having someone on, a wonderful woman who's a vet, uh, Sarah Stenoff, who is uh, a a big advocate in gay rights. And uh, they're continuing their series on, on on Pride Month. Uh, and then followed by also a brand new show uh, from Tony Martinetti um, 
uh, for nonprofits and sort of entrepreneurialism. So very much uh, related to the conversations we've been having today and, and also very valuable. So I hope you will join us uh, for that. Um, and again, we, we please, if you have not yet signed up for our Talking Alternative newsletter, please go to the website, talkradio.nyc, and sign up for our newsletter where you can learn all about upcoming events, what's going on with the latest shows. Um, you just scroll down a little bit on the homepage, you put your name and email address right in. It's very easy. It will uh, also help us tremendously and keep you informed of all this great stuff. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. Thank you all for tuning in and listening, and we will talk to you next week. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. to connect with are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show follow, follow me friday, friday with joan and priya tune in every friday at noon eastern on talkradio.nyc we're, we're your digital, digital connectors, connectors. Woo <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. 
That's the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 